It is zero hour 30 universal time. Here is the news in special English. United Nations Human Rights Chief Navi Pillay has called for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Syria. Ms. Pillay told the Human Rights Council in Geneva that other countries must act to prevent Syrian troops from continuing to attack civilians. More than at any other time, those committing atrocities in Syria have to understand that the international community will not stand by and watch this carnage and that their decisions and the actions they take today ultimately will not go unpunished. Rights groups say troops of the government of President Bashar al-Assad killed at least 41 civilians Tuesday throughout the country. Twenty people were killed in an attack on the central town of Hellfire near the protest center of Hama. Egypt's state news agency says three judges supervising the trial of Egyptian and foreign pro-democracy activists have withdrawn from the case. The Middle East News Agency reports that Chief Judge Mohammed Shokri has sent a message to Egypt's appeals court saying he and the other two judges cannot continue with the trial. Egypt has charged the 43 activists with using foreign money to bring about disorder. The defendants deny the charges. The trial is to continue in late April. The Obama administration has warned that it will cut over $1 billion in American military aid to Egypt if the trial continues. In India, mail, financial, and transport services stopped Tuesday as 11 labor unions took part in a nationwide strike. The labor groups were protesting what they called anti-labor policies. The labor protest is a setback for Prime Minister Manmohan Singh's government. Union leaders ignored requests from Mr. Singh and other officials not to strike. Government workers are demanding an end to the hiring of temporary workers. They say such hiring takes away good permanent jobs. They also want the government to stop turning over state-owned companies to private owners. Union leaders say they will wait for the government to answer today's event before they decide on any future protest. Pakistani officials say gunmen in military clothing stopped a bus Tuesday and shot to death 18 Shiite passengers. Police said the gunman attacked the bus as it traveled through mountains to the northern town of Gilgit in the Kohistan district. Local media report that the banned Sunni militant group Jandullah has claimed responsibility for the attack. 
The Associated Press reported that the extremist Sunni Muslim group called the Pakistani Taliban also claimed responsibility for the attack. Also in Pakistan, an unknown gunman shot and killed a Chinese woman and a Pakistani man as they walked in the city of Peshawar. A witness said they were taking pictures of a church when they were shot. You are listening to the news in VOA Special English. NATO Secretary General Anders Forasmussen praised NATO coalition forces in Afghanistan Tuesday. He said the NATO troops had shown what he called remarkable professionalism. He said the troops performed bravely during anti-coalition violence following the mistaken burning of the Muslim holy book on an American military base. Mr. Rasmussen spoke during a NATO conference in Washington. He said the coalition must not forget the goal of bringing about a secure and peaceful Afghanistan. The United Nations is moving workers from a U.N. office in northern Kunduz province after it came under attack from angry protesters Saturday. The American embassy has been operating under intense security since violent protests began last week. In Beijing, an angry protester interrupted World Bank President Robert Zelik as he explained a report calling for economic reforms in China. Just after Mr. Zelik started speaking Tuesday, protester Du Zhengguo shouted that the plan was poison for China. Mr. Du identified himself as an independent economic researcher. He criticized World Bank proposals that he said would help Western companies destroy Chinese competitors. Before security workers removed him from the room, Mr. Du said the World Bank policies would make financial inequality in China worse. As the news conference continued, Mr. Zelik said the new report urges China to consider how it will adapt to the world financial crisis and to a decrease in exports. It recommends that China move from a dependence on exports and develop more local economic activity. South Sudan has signed a peace deal with one of the largest rebel groups opposing the new government. A government spokesman said the South Sudanese Democratic Movement agreed to lay down its weapons under a pardon offered by President Salva Kiir. The spokesman said some of the group's estimated 1,800 rebels would join the army. A rebel spokesman said several leaders would be given positions 
in the government. General George Ator Deng began the South Sudanese Democratic Movement in 2010. The rebellious general had lost an election for governor of Zhonglei State that he said was marked by cheating. General Deng was killed last year. Germany's top court has ruled against a special parliamentary committee created so Germany can act quickly on Europe's debt crisis. The court said the group is, in its words, in large part, unconstitutional. The meetings of the special committee are not open to the public. The Constitutional Court ruled Tuesday that the nine-member committee cannot approve loans or credit for debt-burdened countries like Greece. The Court said decisions about German intervention in the debt crisis require either the full Parliament or the full Budget Committee. And now, briefly, here again is the major news of the hour. The United Nations Human Rights Chief, Navi Pillay, has called for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Syria. Egypt's state news agency says three judges supervising the trial of Egyptian and foreign pro-democracy activists have withdrawn from the case. And in India, mail, financial, and transport services stopped Tuesday as 11 labor unions took part in a nationwide strike. That's the news in VOA Special English.